Okay, so if you're listening to this, you probably came to this podcast through one of two avenues. One, you were a subscriber from the original run of uh, limited episodes, and this popping up in your feed, you're probably thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, I forgot that I was even subscribed to this. I thought this podcast was dead as a doornail. Uh, what happened? What even happened to, to Rod O'Toole? Um, I heard he became uh, some sort of a recluse, uh, a Howard Hughes-esque figure, uh, obsessed with aviation, growing his fingernails long, storing urine in jars. Well, not all of that is true. The podcast was dead, yes. But look. It's springtime, a time for renewal. And I decided, you know what? I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back, baby. And if you're listening to this new, you might not have been aware that this existed. So let me quickly catch you up. I started a grocery store review podcast about, I don't know, a couple years ago. It lasted for a little while. That featured uh, me reviewing grocery stores primarily in the New York metropolitan area, sometimes with a guest. And uh, doing the show was, um, uh, let's see, unsustainable, uh, given the fact that it required, at bare minimum, me to go to a grocery store almost exclusively without buying anything, uh, walking around for an hour, taking notes, and then uh, talking about it sometimes by myself, sometimes with another person. And then co coordinating to do that with another person was just such a huge ask of any of the uh, generous individuals who <laughs> uh, decided to spend some time doing it. So, uh, certainly, uh, a lot has changed in the intervening period um, from when I, I, I sort of fell off with, with producing this podcast. Um, I mean... Look, it was what 2019? We we all know what's happened between now and then. Was it twenty? No, I think it might have been. It might have even been end of twenty eight. I'm not sure. It's been a long time. It's been a long time, folks. And for a while, I thought, you know, what if I brought it back? Um, wouldn't it be funny if I had like uh, an actual guest of some consequence who, <laughs> um, who actually had something to promote, and that's what I got today. My my guest who has is functioning as a defibrillator. We're putting the paddles on this, uh, you know, called it time of death podcast, bringing it back to life. Is Patrick Kotnar, the producer and on screen presence uh, in the current iteration of the George Lucas talk show, which is a show that streams every Sunday night on planetscum.live, uh, the Twitch channel run by Chris Gethard. And uh, the George Lucas talk show is one of the uh, mainstays of their their slate of programming, all of which is, is fantastic. It started as a uh, stage show at the Upright Citizens Brigade. It was a monthly talk show that they performed on stage. I, I was a, a regular attendee. And when we went into lockdown, they uh, started doing uh, the show over streaming. And in that iteration, uh, Patrick has uh, 
really, really earned his keep as a producer because uh, they have made um, many, many hours of a uh, really delightful, fun talk show that has a great community built around it with a lot of uh, great guests, people like uh, like Darcy Carden, Jason Manzukis, Leah Thompson, Whoopi Goldberg was uh, on there, uh, Stephen Tobolowski. I mean, all of the greats, really. Um, and it's it's an excellent show that I would highly recommend that everybody check out. We'll link to it in the uh, episode description. And um, on a you know strange like I'm just gonna take a shot. I asked Patrick if he wanted to come on to promote the show because he's they've been doing a lot of podcasts lately and he acquiesced he agreed which is um very kind and generous and uh arguably inadvisable uh but we are uh we're going to talk about uh, the George Lucas talk show we're going to talk groceries and uh you know this will be a good conversation and Possibly an, an exploration of how I might be able to modify the format of this show going forward. Because, I don't know, maybe I don't have to visit a grocery store every single time. I can just talk to people about grocery stores. I don't know. It doesn't, um, it doesn't necessarily need to be this, this big involved thing. I think, uh, you know, just having something to facilitate conversation with cool people is uh, enough. So, uh, thanks for, thanks for tuning into this, um, and I, you know, if, uh, if this came as a shock to you, uh, to see the, the reanimated corpse of Clean Up on Isle Fun reappear in your podcast feed, uh, I thank you for listening, and, uh, please enjoy this conversation with Patrick Kotnar. Okay, one more thing before we get to the interview. I was listening back to some of that, and I realized that I kind of gave a backhanded uh, insult to my guests by saying, "Well, now I've got like now I've got a real one uh, on this episode." I did not mean that as an insult. I I meant that in the sense of like this is somebody that I do not know personally and is not like a friend whom I am asking to do a favor. Um, so uh, apologies to any past guests who may have been uh, slighted. Uh, by by that that by that comment i meant no i meant i meant no disrespect i only have great guests on the show when i can get them uh oftentimes it's just me talking to myself for hours okay anyway on with the interview Hi everybody. Uh we are back on cleanup with aisle cleanup on aisle fun. Jeez, I'm already I'm already rusty. I'm already rusty. I've I've been out of the game for uh, a little too long um on this show. And you know, I believe it was uh Rorschach in Watchmen who said, "Who watches the Watchmen?" And I asked myself, "Who books the Booker?" And it's me. I've done it. My guest today he is the producer of the George Lucas talk show on Planet Scum. He is uh, going to get more Twitter followers than the canceled NBC show 1600 Pen. Ladies and gentlemen, Patrick Kotner. 
I can't believe you got a Watchmen reference in in under a minute. <laughs> I was sitting that on that amazing. one. Amazing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's great. Thank, uh, thank you for having me. Uh, thank you, thank you for being here. I uh, I mentioned this uh, in uh, our our brief intro before we started recording, but it is uh, it pretty wild that you agreed to do this. I think yeah. uh, none can question your bona fides as a producer at this point because. Um, it, it, it this is just about as small of a corner <laughs> that you could go on <laughs> to uh, promote the show, but and I'll say this, I said yes within six minutes. That's true. It was a, it was a quick response. It was a it was very a quick yes, quick turnaround. Yeah. The professionalism yeah. couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe. Listen, it. I I know how much I hate waiting for emails back from people, mm-hmm. so I always try to respond to them within uh, you know a semi reasonable time. So well, that's amazing because you I'm I'm sure get and receive a lot because you do an insane amount of booking for this show, and I'm sure there's a ton of um, behind the scenes things that I would I would like to get into. But first, uh, for for people who listen to this who might not be familiar yeah. with the George Lucas Talk Show. Give them the usual, I don't know, spiel when you're. Oh when you're boy, out there yeah. The way them. that we dis- the way to- that I describe it is, it's a talk show hosted by Connor Ratliff from uh, Search Party, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Dead Eyes podcast, and Griffin Newman from Blank Check podcast and The Tick on Amazon, uh, called the George Lucas Talk Show. Connor hosts it as George Lucas, the retired star wars filmmaker and griffin hosts it as Watto, who is a cgi character from the star wars prequels and they interview guests as themselves so it's as if these guests are on the tonight show except the tonight show happens to be hosted by a 75 year old uh retired billionaire um mm-hmm. it's very silly it's very fun you don't need to know anything about star wars to watch i feel like you can pick up on it fairly quickly um and i uh, produce and book it and then during during you know the world that we live in right now i'm also sort of a uh on-air producer as well uh which is a new thing for me that's but, true that's true and i have to say yeah. you've taken to it like a duck to water um yeah. because the, the 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 role that you have slid into it in within the dynamics of that show i i used to go to the the ucb stage shows yeah, and I've been watching since you guys started on um, uh, on Twitch, mm-hmm. and um, Patrick has is sort of something of a um, a punching bag, a yeah. uh, sort of uh, common scapegoat for anything yeah. that happens on the show. Yeah, and I yeah, admire the the grace and aplomb with which you <laughs> with which you handle that. But hey, look, those guys aren't here tonight. That's true. Screw this em. is we we get this to, is my time. This is this is like your Meghan and Harry Oprah interview. We get to hear <laughs> yes. what I mean the yes. the the things that you've suffered are not as uh, serious. <laughs> no, but it's close. It's pretty close. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm it, <laughs> obviously kidding for anybody course. listening. Of course. Um yeah, no, it's it, you know, it's fun and I'm having a good time uh and it's you know, it was very easy to see uh, the role that I was falling into and uh, figured it would be more fun for everybody to just embrace it. So now we are we are where we are and we're, we're having a good time every week on uh, PlanetScum.Live. Yes. And um, so for those who aren't familiar with the, the um, with the show, uh, you guys do regular shows every Sunday night. That, and when I say regular, I mean they last for, I would say, at minimum about three hours. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. It's, it's usually longer than that. But yeah. 
Um, uh, and we yeah. have, you know, we have a lot of guests on. We've had, uh, you know, Whoopi Goldberg on and Jason Manzukas and Darcy mm-hmm. Carden and mm-hmm. Kevin Smith and like so many wild, wild people that uh, should not be on this silly little show. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, if, if you're out here and you're like, I've never seen the show, I want to uh, check it out, but I don't know where to start. I would say just find a guest that you like, search through the YouTube archives and mm-hmm. uh, see who you like and, and you should, you know, you should be able to find someone. Yeah, the barrier to entry is, is very low because, uh, as Patrick said, you don't really need to know that much or be even be a fan of Star Wars. I'd say yeah. a lot of the people who are fans of the George Lucas talk show are fans yeah. of that show specifically. Yeah. Um, and in fact, I can name at least five different things that get way more discussion time than Star Wars, such as paintings of norman rockwell yes um uh the the, the novel museums and house yeah the, yes, the, the, the lucas the yeah. yeah the lucas museum um yeah rotten ronnie yeah and yeah and there's a lot of running jokes and gags but again fear not because anytime one comes <laughs> up there is at least 15 minutes spent explaining <laughs> the dense mythology of it um yeah yeah it's a dense mythology but we try to literally walk our guests through what we're talking about each time uh so yes. that new people can hopefully hop on yeah um yeah it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting show it's it's morphed into something that you know you as a, a ucb fan of the show mm-hmm. uh it's very different it's a different show than what it, it was. Is. It is. Yeah. yeah. What's what I what I like about the Twitch version is um, obviously Twitch has the chat feature and I'm, a, mm-hmm. you know, a self-proclaimed chat rat. Um, yeah. Uh, in there, uh, you know, hanging out with all of the other wonderful people who are, are there week in and week out. It's like a weird yeah. little uh, it's like a weird little ecosystem unto itself um, sure. that at time, I mean, often is in direct conversation with you guys on the show you guys engage with yeah. the fans a lot the the fan art turnaround is incredibly quick for um uh anytime that is requested um occasionally you have sort of antagonistic things yeah. such as the sorkin porkin from the studio 60 which i still i don't know what that means and uh, i i don't want to i don't want to know so please don't tell me i have to take credit i i i, I or claim responsibility i started that whoa yeah it was i started watching so i i this brings up another thing another thing that the show does is once a month you guys do a marathon show Mm -hmm. in which you raise money for charity and it is usually centered around a theme of um like watching the entirety of a of a series or a move a filmography of yeah or a series of films and one of them was studio 60 on the sunset strip the aaron sorkin um one season wonder about the behind the scenes of SNL. Exactly. Where we, we watched all, I want to say it was 23 or 24 episodes mm-hmm. uh, over like 19 hours and raised uh, a t- like $40,000 for Broadway Cares, I think. Yeah. Something it, like that. I mean, the cha- the, I mean, how much money have you guys raised total for charities? We're over, we're over 190000 That's amazing. It's, it's, yeah. uh, it's great and it's a lot of fun. But part of the way in which these gentlemen raise this money is they will have a series of stretch goals where, Mm. you know, throughout the broadcast, they'll say like, Hey, if we reach, you know, what X amount of money, Watto puts a condom on his nose or we'll do this or, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'll shave my head. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to say around 11 AM, the day of the studio 60, (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, 
broadcast, I, the, for some reason, I, I I thought of the the phrase Sorkin Porkin, and I started a rumor sure. saying like, hey, I heard there's this secret stretch goal called the Sorkin Porkin, uh-huh. and just every 15 minutes brought that up until eventually someone else started talking about it, and then it became this weird thing where we're like, we have to get them to at least acknowledge acknowledge, yeah, it. and that I think is what the Sorkin Porkin is. It's just the acknowledgement sure. of it and. The, That's fascinating. The chat exerting its will <laughs> upon the show. Because the there way, was never a sexual way, connotation. I believe. I think that was mistaken. That's good to know. That's yeah. good to know because the way that I remember it was I saw people saying it in the chat and I said to myself, oh, I must have missed how it began and I'm not going to ask how it began. So I just don't want to know. So I'm going to ignore it. And then it became uh, – uh, Oh, gosh, what is that? Be so good they can't ignore you. Is that from a John Hughes uh, yeah, movie something or something like, like that? It, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. we, you know, insisted upon it. And yes. I, and I, I guess initially I thought maybe they'll like do something with pork. Like I was yeah. thinking almost like a like a, nope. a teach-in or a, a, a sure. you know, I don't know. But well, that was also a busy one because I believe we had fifty-four guests that day. That's true. It's an insane. It's an insane amount of guests. And I, yeah. I have to say this of the um. Of those of those shows where you guys, um, you know, talk to people from the show, mm-hmm. uh, you'll get on screen talent, um, you know, creators, writers, but also a lot like you guys will talk to anybody, anybody. from the show. Yeah. And a lot of those marathons are kind of a uh, like an, a 19 hour masterclass in how television gets produced. Like there is so yeah. much about like below the line crew stuff that I've learned about from really interesting and like delightful people. Um, Truly that, that studio, I mean, most of, most of these shows, if someone compiled them into like an oral history, it would be the biggest retrospective of that specific show since it was on the air. Yeah. Unquestioned. And maybe even for studio 60, maybe even the biggest retrospective ever. Like it was just so many people, that we got to hear so many different points of view of how that show came to be. Uh, it was fascinating. Yes, fascinating. and and sometimes things that are al- overlooked or that you wouldn't think to do an oral history of, such as yeah. I mean, like Muppets Tonight or sure, um, or all of the Air Air Buddies, Air Buddies movies, movies yeah, sixteen hundred um, pen, you know, sixteen hundred pen, yes, yeah. um, yeah, which uh, that that is, uh, I think one of the more special things about the show. One of the other things that I wanted to talk about that I, I I think carries over from the stage show to this is it mm-hmm. really reveals good things about the guests because, sure. um, you know, when it was a stage show at UCB, it's not like, you know, if you had a, a big name person on there, they're doing it because they want to have fun. Yeah. Um, it's not like there's any huge publicity boost it that that's yeah. going to come from it. And it's a similar thing with this, but then like when you have someone like like Leah Thompson who doesn't need yeah. to stick around for like two and a half hours and like does not need to do it yeah. goof around yeah. that gives that gives like the viewer so much like I'm a ride or die for Leah Thompson now because yeah, yeah. like she's great. And, yeah, and there's a lot of people that have been on the show in the last year where it's like, wow, I never would have expected that I love this person, but like they came through they stuck the land you know what Bob, i mean bobby like, wool for gosh sakes bobby I Wool, mean, one of the kings yeah i mean yeah. yeah it's um yeah it definitely like shows when when someone is like a genuinely nice person yeah. who likes ha- likes having fun yeah for you sure know? it's it's been really great seeing who 
who clicks with the show. And, and honestly, there have not been too many people, I would say, overall who have not clicked or at least not like tried to have fun. There's the occasional person who's like usually a behind the scenes person who's not used to like, quote unquote, performing with a character, sure. which is tough. Um, but that it it's it's more rare than I would have assumed it would have been. Um, yeah, I mean, when this started last May uh, as an online thing, I also would not have assumed that we would be in the place where we are right now. You uh, know, yeah. <laughs> with where it's like, oh yeah, we had fifty six people from Studio sixty. Yeah, we had, uh, geez, I, it was like seventy four people on our Christmas show. I think something like that. Uh-huh. It was a lot. Um, yeah, but yeah, never never would have guessed it. Never would. Yeah, guessed or it. even that you'd still be doing it. A year later, remotely, hey. <laughs> I don't, which I don't want to I mean, talk about it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty <laughs> but, wild. But I'll say this: you know, in a weird way, it's been great for the show because <laughs> now Certainly. a lot more people get to see it, and we can have people who are not just New York based. Like it's been really nice. Um, mm-hmm. and and hopefully, you know, once it's done, we have no idea what the form it will take once it's done. Once you know, we're back in the world. Um. But hopefully it will continue in some fashion where we can still do that kind of thing. It is funny because I think I I think I heard Connor on a podcast talking about back when it was a stage show saying, like, I can't see this. Like, this is the the, the logical end point for this show. There's nothing else we could do with it. And then I know cut to 2020. You guys have now outstripped uh, most television shows as far as numbers of hours of content. Yeah, we've done more hours than The Simpsons, which is that bananas. Is it's bananas, including the Tracy Ullman. I mean, that, yeah. that's a yes. drop in the bucket. Including the including the twenty six minutes that the Tracy Ullman shorts <laughs> add up to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's wild. It's wild. I'm I'm very happy with where we're at. But yeah, none of us yeah. could have ever have seen that. You know, not no, not at all. But hey, I mean, case. you know, over hundred and ninety k for charity, and yeah. you know, I have to say, as a, as a fan, there there are certain, I. Uh, shows or musicians or uh, you know artists or creators who i think throughout the last year you 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 develop a certain level of respect of like oh they really like showed up and like brought it Mm -hmm. when people Mm -hmm. needed something and george lucas talk show is definitely on that short list for me it's like that's very nice you know and i think it is for a lot of other people so allow me to speak for the chat rats and and extend well i uh, appreciate that extend my thanks now there is a crossover point between the to to flip to the topic of this show yeah. uh which is butter uh on the George sure. Lucas talk show sure. uh the you guys have a uh yeah financially inadvisable obsession <laughs> seemingly yeah. with yeah, sounds- the Norman Rockwell painting butter boy yeah we found we during the live stage show we found um this very weird Norman Rockwell painting that only exists, or only, so we thought at the time, uh, only existed on a set of collectible plates from the 1970s. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, it was it was a it was a picture of a boy uh, rubbing butter on two slices of bread. His name was Butter Boy. Eventually, that's, found out there's that's a butter the girl. way to put it is rubbing because he's rubbing. not. It's not spreading. It's like a huge no. chunk of butter. It's easily like, yeah, three tablespoons. Yes, for sure um it's disgusting um and oh wow and while we were doing this i searched to see if there's anything new on ebay and let me tell you is this is this a butter merch exclusive 
Exclusive. I mean, I'm not going to tell you what it. I'm not going to tell you what it was, I, but I will. That's put, that's I fine. Will put it in an offer. Um, yeah, it it just keeps uh, expanding and expanding, mm-hmm. and my offer wasn't accepted anyway. So I guess I'm not getting it. Well. Um, we'll figure it out later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we found out there's a butter girl, and then we found out there were multiple other plates that like are just replicating the the concept, but not the style necessarily. But they're still branded as Norman Rockwell. It's just a fascinating thing where we you can't find the actual painting itself you can only find it on plates and i mm-hmm. think that that is what intrigued us the most because you know a lot of people talk about different norman rockwell you know paintings where we're like oh yeah of course i've seen that as a painting i've seen that on a you know a life magazine cover or whatever um but the fact that these only exist on plates and bells and like other stuff is just so strange to us um so that's why we i think really got connected to it but yeah it's it's grown into a monster yeah it's it certainly has it certainly has and uh uh as far as my relationship to butter is uh on this show for a long time i was um desperately trying to get a sponsorship from Kerrygold irish butter i wanted to be the first podcast sponsored by butter sure and and i think in this in this revised version of the show i'm not going to simp for them anymore I'm, it was no. it was really desperate and um yeah uh, i i think i maybe got uh, um, a comment on instagram but they you know i gave them a lot of free publicity and they they gave me nothing in return they wanted nothing yeah and sometimes it's better just to move on you know it is yeah and it was just unseemly i i yep. I, I, I but that was a different time um sure. but you know sort of moving into the subject of groceries and food do you have a preferred mm-hmm. butter brand a great question honestly i usually do like margarine uh really? for for no real reason other than it's usually cheaper and yeah. i'm usually just like which is not something uh i'm proud of you know i should just spend the extra couple bucks but um i would do a lot of margarine although i did buy butter recently i bought i want to say it was country crock that's usually what i do it's like a okay. tub of country crock now are you are you is your primary use for this stuff like spreading on toast or other things like that? No, I've been doing uh, HelloFresh while I've been stuck at home, uh-huh. and they ask for a lot of butter and stuff. Um, gotcha. So that it's mostly like cooking or like you know frying something on a pan or whatever. I see. Um, yeah. Something no, like that. the I, I mean, you know, you gotta you gotta cut those corners where you can because like I yeah I was pretty Kerrygold loyalist, but. Yeah. During the pandemic, like a lot of people, I started baking more, and sure. I mean, that adds up. So I'll just I'll spring for whatever like the Trader Joe's version or the, yeah. the, the Trader Joe's generic brand of yeah. butter. Um, does margarine does is margarine have the salted and unsalted options? That is a great question uh, that I'm gonna Google because I'm honestly not sure. And and I wonder if this is some sort of a scam because I. I'll be honest with you. I always buy salted butter and even sure, the of course. calls for yeah, anything. of course. And there is on there is unsalted margarine. Okay, so let's see if there is salted margarine. Yeah, I mean, I suppose the standard yeah margarine would be salt. That I I well, it's a chicken yeah. and the egg sort of thing of like which can, which is the what what is the base version of margarine or butter, salted or unsalted. Uh, margarine contains salt as it is. So I guess there is salted and unsalted margarine. Uh-huh. I don't even really know what the difference is between the two. 
I, I, it has to be, it has to be very, um, very minimal, very granular. Yeah. Um, huh. Yeah. I haven't, I, I, you know what I, Mar, I mean, margarine definitely has that easy spreadability. Yeah. That, and that's why it. I like it. Yeah. Um, but if you, I mean, Oh, I, there, margarine, one of the s- margarine is not made from milk or cream. No, no, no. It's vegetable oil. I did not realize that. Yeah. So is margarine worse for you? I don't know. I don't. Um, I don't yeah. know. I think it was. I, I wonder. If, it might have been created for people who were either allergic or trying to cut down on dairy. Sure, sure. Or if it was, you know, I mean, in reality, probably some sort of insidious like uh, backroom deal of like the the vegetable oil lobby. Big, veg- big vegetable oil. Yeah. Big vegetable oil. Yeah. Big yeah. Vegetable yeah, oil. yeah, yeah, yeah you know, uh, got their, got their paws on it. Sure. But I, you know, one of the sim the, the, the finest simple pleasures of life, I think is if you go, if you're maybe in a situation where you're not in your home mm-hmm. and you go to butter something and you realize yeah. that the butter has been sitting out or yeah. you go to one of like someone, I, I, I knew people who had like the, the butter that they just left out all the time. No, or no, it was no. In, like, that's gross. Don't do that. Thing. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you're supposed to or not. There was also well, a contraption I saw where you there was like you would scoop the butter, put it in like this little dish, and then you would store it upside down in a, a thing of water. Roderick, I'm going to tell you something right now. That sounds dumb as hell. I know. I don't know what it, I don't <laughs> I don't know how it works. <laughs> but finding oh this is the real McCoy. This is actual okay. butter, and I don't yeah. have to struggle. Sure. Sure. Oh, boy, it's oh, it's the best. You can't you can't go wrong. And and that's why I like margarine is always feels like it's softer than butter. So yeah. that's why I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But now you mentioned HelloFresh. Uh, where, yes. uh, where are you usually? Uh, I suppose, you know what? Let's let's start. Where, where are you from originally? Yeah. I'm from Connecticut. Okay. Northern, Northern Connecticut. And now what are the regional grocery stores? Oh, baby. We got there? Stop and Shop. We got ShopRite. We got Big Y. Um, Big Y. Big Y. I think that's a Massachusetts based okay. uh grocery store chain. Mm-hmm. Um we had those three and then we had a Costco and then a few smaller a few smaller uh not supermarkets, but like, you know, grocery yeah. stores. Does Wegmans um, reach reach mm-mm. up there? No, nope. no Wegmans. It, not not at least near me. Yeah. I know I'm gonna get angry tweets being like, There's a Wegmans in South Windsor and I'll be like, I don't know. Maybe it opened I'm sorry. after, you know, they've expanded yeah. a lot over the last I didn't have a Wegmans. That's fair. I never grew up with Wegmans, but I know that people yeah. really love Wegmans. Yeah, we did not have a Wegmans. Uh, there was, like, we did not have, we were a stop and shop family primarily, uh-huh. Um, which we also have a stop and shop right down the street from where I live now, which is great in Queens. Um, I was just there for the first time. It, it Okay, Wegmans comes to Connecticut, sort of. In August 2020, I'm not going to read what that means, but hmm. apparently they're coming. Um, I just went to the Stop and Shop for the first time in a year. Stop and Shop was the last place I went before lockdown started. I was like, "Oh man, I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta yeah, fill up that, my fill up my cart." Yeah. Uh, so have you not? Have you just had them had groceries delivered the whole? Well, pandemic, there's. Or? There's a smaller grocery store that's much closer. Um, the Stop and Shop usually was just cheaper, so that's why I would go to it because I could like yeah. get stuff in bulk for cheaper. Um, 
but the one down the street is the one I would go to uh, occasionally during this. We did start getting stuff delivered, but I would go at like one in the morning or something like that because it was a 24-hour guy. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, and there would be nobody there. So I've been very locked down during this pandemic, like have barely left my apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like the one thing I said. I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to go, it has to be after midnight. And yeah. there would only be like one or two other people there. That's that's wise. I feel like um, not enough people have taken those considerations with uh, uh, grocery stores yeah. during all this. So, like, I, I used to work in grocery stores. My um, A lot of people in my family did. There's a, this chain sure. in Northeast Ohio that um, uh, all of us work for. My, my dad still does. And I was talking to him about, um, I mean, and he's he's gone into work every day since yeah. the pandemic started. That's and, you know, obviously. Terrifying. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he said, that I think one of the things that was frustrating uh, in like the blanket messaging from, I mean, granted, there was a huge leadership vacuum throughout all of this. But, you know, sure. of the basic things that people say of like, keep your distance, wear a mask, yada, yada, mm-hmm. this, that and the other. N- there was not enough emphasis put on like for grocery or other retail. Like if you're running errands and you like there's somewhere you have to go send one yeah. person for the household. Yeah. He's like, I can't tell you how many times I would see like a mom and a dad and two teenage kids yeah. taking up space in the store. It's like, sure. wait, have someone wait in the car. Um, so frustrating. But uh, yeah, I, I've, I, I know of a few other people, especially in like New York, where there are more 24 hour yeah. places who will go in the dead of night to. Yeah. Shop, and that which... was that was definitely an early thing that I yeah. sort of bailed on. Um, mm-hmm. I probably started doing HelloFresh in. Jeez, I don't even know at this point. July or no, maybe maybe it was like August, somewhere around mm-hmm. there. And then started ordering groceries probably August or September. But I would go and get grocery. I would like get enough groceries for like two or three weeks. You know, I would just mm-hmm. like in the beginning, I was like, let's just see how long I can go. And I like sure. made it like a month. You know what I mean? Like I just like bought a bunch of like soup and stuff like that because that was in the point where it was like, oh, this won't take that long. Like exactly. Yeah. It won't be here that long. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I, well, that was going to be my next question is, did you rely on non-perishables or did you just mm-hmm. get frozen stuff? Like, do you have one of those Nancy Pelosi freezers? Oh, man, I wish. I wish. We do have. I live in a house in Queens. I live on oh, the second okay. floor. Uh, with a roommate it's like it's a separated you know there's like a family on the first floor family on the sure floor. yeah mm-hmm. um but then there's also a basement apartment uh where someone used to live and i think maybe the city or someone realized that it was not zoned for three families so they kicked that person out oh. like just like you know middle of the night and probably not really in the middle of the night but it just seemed like it was like oh she's gone oh okay um so there's another freezer down there that we used in the beginning a lot. We would like put stuff in there just to nice. have extra storage space. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of frozen stuff and a, early on a lot of canned stuff. Um, and then I was like, I'm eating bad and I'm not leaving yeah. and I'm not really beyond like I bought an exercise bike, like beyond that, not moving that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I should start eating better. So that's when the HelloFresh started. Uh, you know, it made me feel like I was doing something, made me feel like I was accomplishing something, and uh, that I was not just eating, you know, uh, air fried, uh, fried chicken every night or whatever, chicken yeah. tenders. Yeah. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah, early on, and I don't think I've talked, I haven't talked about groceries during the pandemic um, yeah. on, on this show, but yeah, early on I was just going to any of like the delis and like like the nicer bodega down the street that sure. has like fresh vegetables and stuff. And like I was not leaving a five block radius of the apartment basically. Yeah. And yeah. I was surprised at uh, how expensive that got. Like just exclusively yeah. shopping there, I was I was unfamiliar with how much those margins, ever so slight, yeah, start to add up. I mean, they don't have the same. You know, nobody's going in buying everything for weeks, so they have to mark everything up so they can like exactly still turn a profit. You know, if people are just going in for cheese or whatever, it's tough to which tough was to how it up. used to be. And then for a month or so, yeah. little Rob is walking in getting yeah. getting everything for the week and. Next thing you know, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so then I started going to a key food that's nearby. Mm-hmm. Key food, I'm like, eh, you know, yeah, it's okay. But I'm I'm really a Trader Joe's loyalist at the um, end. Oh, interesting. I've now that I've been going back into the city for work, I will hit that up on the way home. Yeah, and uh, you know, they're really on top of it as far as limiting the number of people and like keeping things moving along. And sure, um, it's excellent. Now pre pre pandemic was stop and shop your that was your that was your jam that, that was, was usually joint. that was usually the go to um I have like a a push cart so I look like you know uh, uh, uh someone going around collecting cans like I have like one of yeah. those push carts I don't um, knock them I don't knock no, them they're no. great and I should get a better one that's like bigger and better quality because this one's a little it's not rickety but like when you're pushing it down a sidewalk and it weighs. 150 pounds because of the groceries or whatever like it it's tough to like get it over the bumps sometimes yeah um and that's yeah i would go to stop and shop which is like maybe three avenues away or something like that um it's not like a short walk but it's not a super long walk mm-hmm. uh and then i would just i would stock up on everything um and i miss that i miss having all the you know the freedom to just grab yeah. whatever, whatever uh, I wanted. You, did you is is grocery shopping an enjoyable activity for you? Because some people just absolutely hate it, and then others are like, "Ah, oh, this is like this is how I." I'm one of the people who finds it kind of relaxing and, and nice. Yeah, I like it. I think I would like it a lot more if I had a car. Um, yeah, just because it's so stressful to like push everything back. Like yeah. I've you still go through the PTSD of like the wheel falling off one of the carts one time and it's just all face planting onto the ground. Like that happened to me and I was just like, Oh, this is the worst thing in the world. Like it was such, it was such a low point in my life. Me like, like uh, wrestling up eggs from the ground, like, and just like picking up the cereal boxes and everything that went everywhere. Um, it was, yeah, it was not good. Not good. So I think I would like it a lot more if I had a car, uh, but I do enjoy, the actual uh you know action of going to do it because especially now when i'm ordering stuff on like amazon and it's like oh we're out of pickles or whatever and i'm just like well that sucks (laughs) like yeah i really wanted this one thing you and it's like you guys don't have any mushrooms really how does that happen um and so I, I miss having I miss having the freedom to just be like, here's 30 different kinds of the same thing in front of you. Which one do you mm-hmm. want? Yeah. You know? Yeah. The car, the car thing is definitely real. Like 
there are times where I'm walking back from the train, like, like shouldering my bags and it's yeah. like, I don't know, an extra 40 pounds. And when it's like a little too hot or like it's freezing, sure. cold, or like it starts raining or something. Those, those are the moments where I really stop and think like, why have I subjected myself to living in this environment? <laughs> like, why yeah. do I, yeah. why don't I live somewhere yeah. where I could have a car had a and lot, a driveway? Had a lot of moments like that this year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah really. of course. Oh, especially when, <laughs> yeah, when you've taken everything that's fun about living in New York City away from living in New York mm-hmm. City, you're like, it's a lot that's not great about yeah. the way all this is set up. Yeah, when you've been to Manhattan once since March, it sort of, like, makes you forget why you like it, you know? Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Although, I mean, I go to, I go there regularly, and depending on sure. where you are, it's, I mean, like, my office is right by Grand Central, and it's something mm-hmm. of a ghost town there, so it's a little sure. sad. Yeah, but it uh, it makes a big difference to get out of the house. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh. Well, now, are, I, you, are I, you are you vaxxed? I am. I am. I got my second one last Friday. Nice. I just got my first one. Oh, that's awesome. Congrats. That's it's a it's Thank a relief. You. It's a relief. I don't think it's hit me yet. Um, especially because my roommate is not, okay. and we've both we've both been very good at like, not doing anything. You know, because like. You know, I've got diabetes, so it's just one of those things where it's like I don't want to, you know, yeah. get sick. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, so it's not like I can just be like, "All right, see you, have fun," you know. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it has hit me yet that I am vaccinated because nothing is going to change for me for a little bit at least. Exactly. Yeah. It'll. Uh, yeah. There. There will be certain benchmarks. I think of like going to a movie theater again. Or yeah. You know. yeah who knows who knows when uh or going when i when i descend that escalator into trader joe's and i don't have to wear a mask what's that oh, i know what's that gonna be like? I, I know i know um fa- favorite section of the grocery store deli Ooh, frozen foods man produce. i love a good i love a good deli i miss getting chicken salad chicken salad was usually my go-to deli chicken salad or like uh-huh. if i'm feeling saucy like deli ham Oh like yeah, ham. yeah. But I feel like I feel like I would never such finish a simple it in time. Yeah, I would never finish it's always it in risky. time. Yeah, you get that slimy. Yeah. yeah, I like the bread aisle. Um, bread aisle's great. Deli deli meats are one of the things of I think that was like a real, like fun moment of adulthood where I'm like I can get sliced ham. I can. Yeah. I have money for it. I could pay yeah. somebody to slice this ham for me, and I can go yeah. home and make a sandwich. It's and like, you like, can, and and this might be a pain, you know. But I can look at, at the slice that he made and go, "No, I want it thinner." Yeah. And then he makes it thinner, and you're like, "No, I still want it thinner," you know. Uh huh. And and like, how much do you want? And I could say, a half a pound. Yeah, three quarters a pound. All I for guess? me. Yeah. And this yeah. is something that just appeared in the fridge that I took yeah. for granted all of these years. What a thrill. It was always such a wild uh, guessing game, too. You know, when they're like, how much chicken salad do you want? And you're like, well, the real answer is like three pounds. Yeah. But like, yeah. to be realistic, but, I want like maybe maybe a pound and a half, I guess, uh-huh. just to last and also, me a few days. Also, like, the you know, having the mental image of what a pound and a half of yeah. chicken salad looks like and then the reality of it. It's yeah. like, oh, this is more. Yeah. Or what's worse is when it's not enough and then you feel, like, yes. too embarrassed to say, like, I misjudged this. Can I have another half pound, please? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will usually – I'll be like, show me the um, 
show me the cups that you're going to put it in or the container that you're going to put it in. And then I'll just be like, just do like half of that or like just fill that up. You know, that's usually my go-to way of doing it. That's a good idea. Because once I have my mind set on chicken salad, like I'm going to get chicken salad. You know what I mean? It's Uh one of those things where it's like, I'm, if, if I really want it, let's just fill it up. I'll pay whatever it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, which is also liberating. It's like, honestly, yeah. money's no object. You could just like, you could be up. charging me $20 for this yeah. chicken salad and, and I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to give it back to you. And Oh baby, have I paid $20 for chicken salad before and been like, sure. well, I guess I have to do it. Uh-huh. Um, you ever make chicken salad? Have you ever tried making no, chicken salad? No, I've never made it. I did once because there was a, uh, I, I went through a stint where it's like I should learn how to roast a chicken, yeah, and then make other things with it. And I, I like sure. made some homemade chicken salad. And to be honest, I'm not a huge chicken salad fan in the first yeah. place, so I don't really know what I was thinking. And it turned out kind of gross, but I just sort of choked it down because I'm like, I bought the I bought the whole bird. I gotta. I think that's why I haven't made it is because if it's gross or if it's if I see what's in it, I might not want it. You know what I mean? If yes. I see how much mayonnaise or whatever it is that you're putting in there, yeah, yeah, I don't or want just it. to see it written on a recipe, it's like that's yeah. that's how much it, yeah. yeah, um, yeah, you and you don't, yeah, why ruin that for yeah. yourself? Yeah, um, yeah, there's, I think there's a lot of things you could ruin by some things. Some some things are improved by having the experience of making it yourself. Like yeah, like a nice cup of coffee that I've made myself or a baked sure. good. But here's what I here's what I've learned from HelloFresh. Chili. Chili is so much better if you make it yourself. You know, I love chili. Yeah. And I got so I got an instant pot for my yeah. birthday at the end of last year. And I'm like, I'm gonna I'm I'm making soups and chilies. We're, yeah. we're fall headed into winter. This is great. Yeah. And I'm I followed a few recipes and I'm I, I like cooking and I'm I, yeah. I, I'm a capable cook, but I'm not someone who can like look at a bunch of ingredients and just sort of whip something up, but I would sure. like to be. So a couple times I'm like, I'm going to make a chili and I'm just flying without a net. I'm, I, 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 I know the basics of what's going in here. Yeah. And every time I've done it, I've either gone to make a chili and it's turned out closer to a soup. Sure. And then the next time it's like, I'm going to go for soup. And then it's turned out closer to a, <laughs> like a gross chili. And I yeah. have not been able to find the balance. And See, that's why kind of Hello, Fr- Hello Fresh, man. Makes Hello it Fresh easier. Makes it and so easy. Yeah. They should be sponsoring me after this because yeah, we've spoken so glowingly of it. That's yeah. Now, that's like the where they give you all the ingredients and like here's. Yeah. They give you everything except for salt, pepper, oil, butter. Sure. Basically. Your base, yeah, your basic yeah. materials. Yeah. Ch- yeah. Chili is a great, easy thing to make. And yeah. um, second day chili is always better. Mm-hmm. That's. You know, I think that's I think that's on my family crest or something, because um, we love a second day chili. Uh huh. Ah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. It's uh, I cooking during this has made me enjoy cooking, whereas I never tried it before. I'd be like, oh, I'll just make salmon and just like pan fry salmon, and that was like the extent of my cooking. You know, which was mm-hmm. fine. It was fine. Um, yeah. But now I feel like I'm actually like going for it and like trying different things, which has been good. Yeah, I'm trying. I've been trying more intricate things because oftentimes I'll I'll cook and it'll be something that tastes fine. But it's mostly like this is um, full of 
nutrients that I yeah. that I need, and it's a little more utilitarian. Honestly, like with the 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 chili that turned into more of a soup, it's like it's it's like all right, I have this like nutrient dense sludge that's just okay, but I'm like I'm gonna yeah. eat it because I can't let it go to waste and it fuels me. But I yeah, so I try. I've been trying to be more deliberate in yeah, um, making things that are a little more toothsome. Yeah, I get that. If you had to, oh, if you had to, if you had to work in a section of a grocery store, what would be your favorite? Or what do you think? What do you think seems like the most fun? Um. Well, I'll say this: in high school, I worked on a vegetable stand. Oh. Like a side of the road vegetable stand, which is in a way a grocery store. It in is. a way. Yeah. Um I was working on a family friend's tobacco farm. I was picking tobacco, which is not something I ever wanted to do or thought I would do, but it paid really well and it was like a few years before college and I was like, let's just do this for a summer and get a bunch of money. Sure. Um and then I like got diabetes and they were like, you shouldn't be out in the sun uh-huh. under like plastic tarps all day. Cause you'll just pass out and like, uh-huh. you know, it'll be a problem. So they were like, go work on the vegetable stand. So I worked on this farm stand for like two years. That was like corn and like uh, peppers and cucumbers and stuff like that. So it was like, some of it was like picking it and putting it out there. And then some of it was just like, you know, getting it from another farm that, you know, gave smoking it, it like you would with the tobacco. Farm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah it was sm- the corn cob uh, pipes, you know, why they call it corn cob pipe. Yeah. Smoke it. Um, and I'll say this. I didn't like that. I didn't like that because everything went bad so quickly. And I was like, yeah, refrigeration has got to be. It feels like it would be tough. So I feel like maybe I would. God, I, th- I don't think I would be good at anything. That's what I'll say. I, I don't think I would be good at, like, working in an environment like that. Some kind of, like, it's, it is retail, I guess. But, you know, yeah, it's restocking like a, shelves. It's like a cross between, like, retail and the service industry. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the monotony of that would be really tough for me. Um, so I've been very lucky that I have not, you know, um, done that because I don't think I would enjoy it. But I mm-hmm. think um, if I was good in a deli, I think I would have fun in the deli because that's at least something different. You know, people yeah. are like asking for stuff and you have to like put it together for them. I think that, exactly. that they're fun. they're wide eyed and excited to get yeah. that pound and a half of chicken salad. Exactly. You yeah. Make, you get to fill that yeah. wish for that. Here's a bunch of weird colored olives. There you go. Sure. Yeah. In my yeah. In my in my time, the people who work in the deli were always quite interesting characters same with the meat department. Those yeah. and those are the people whose respect I really wanted, yeah, the most. And yeah. um, I would, I would, I, I was like a stock shelf, you know, with yeah. bagging groceries and whatever. But then at Christmas and Thanksgiving, we had so many orders for like hams and turkeys and stuff that sure. I would have to have to go to the meat department with a laptop and like look up people's orders and like go get it and stuff. So I'm just yeah. back there shooting the shit with the butchers and whatnot. And that was like a dream come true. And the the people that I taught, like, we would see each other in the store at other points in the year and just kind of yeah. have, like, a little knowing, like, we're only <laughs> friends at the holidays. Yeah. I'll see you in eight months. Yeah. Exactly. And that did was... You, that did was you enjoy it? Did you enjoy the experience as a whole? I did, yeah. It was a good job because, like, the company was, like, 
uh, really valued like taking care of their employees and sure. the hours were good. Like the store closed at eight thirty on yeah. weeknights and like six thirty on Sundays. So yeah. when I was in high school, it's like I can still go out and have fun and sure. You know, they were really flexible with all of my various activities and stuff that I needed time sure. off for. And uh, you know, I I found some satisfaction in stocking a shelf. I uh, yeah. and I uh, you know showing people where the breadcrumbs are. Um, yeah. yeah, on the bread aisle. If that and makes sense. That's right. But then occasionally, like we were also like the grunt work of like someone's clogged the bathroom. You got to like you got code brown. We would call it. Sure. So anytime or like sure. we need you to take this bleach and clean the the wall underneath the trash compactor and. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. uh, that was fun, but it was you know what yeah. it was a good job. I really yeah. I liked it. it was good That's job. good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Patrick, uh, thank you so much for uh, for doing this, uh, yeah, being so generous with your time. Uh, uh, I haven't been able to talk deli meats with anybody in a while, and it's a, it's been a joy to do so. I'm sure um, that's been one of the biggest things you've missed during the pandemic. So I'm glad. Absolutely. I yeah. Absolutely. And I guess I could call somebody and say. Yeah. What have you gotten into want, the belly lately? But want to talk meats? Yeah, yeah, talk, yeah. Uh, and and uh, fans of this podcast can go on our Discord server and uh, under the meats channel uh, to for those kinds of conversations. And but uh, for now, um, anything you would like to plug at this time? Yeah, I mean, just watch uh, George Lucas Talk Show every Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on planetscum.live. All the old episodes are on our YouTube. Uh, and, you know, follow me on Twitter, at uh, Patrick Cotner. Yes. So we can So we can beat President Gilchrist and his family, you know? Yes, uh, yes. The, the, the canceled show, 1600 Pen, yeah. has more Twitter followers than yeah. Patrick, and he has been trying to get and more I, Twitter followers than them. And recent development, someone Recent bought... bad... Bad development. Bad development. I'll say this. Listen, had those bots not been bought, I would currently have more followers than 1600 pen. Unfortunately, last week, someone doubled the amount of followers that 1600 pen has. So now they are over 10,000 followers, whereas I am at a mere lowly 6,278 currently. It's... I, I, I feel like there is a significant chance that this is the work of Tom Sharpie. Wow, you know, I never even thought of it. I, I I'd say he's suspect. I, he's I'm on like nervous. The... See, I'm nervous. It's creator of sixteen hundred pen, John Lovett, because I think he wants oh, to win. That's right. He and, did that, and everyone tags him in it, and I feel so bad because. <laughs> oh no! You I... you don't you don't want the uh, the the long arm of crooked media no, coming not down at on all. you. Not at all. Yikes! Oh well. I forgot about that. Well, anyway, let's see if we can get, we can, you know, this bot nonsense. It's, I think it, it, if if it's not Sharpling, it's the same person who was buying bots to sway the blank check March Madness polls. That's its own controversy. Listen, if you're listening to this podcast and you follow me because of it, tweet at me. I want to talk meats and we can talk about meats. Let's talk meats. I'll chime yeah. in. I have I have a burner account that I created yep. exclusively to vote in March Madness, but I will I will uh, we'll get the meat conversation going. I'll Amazing. talk meats and I'll talk meats in the chat this Sunday. How about wow. that? Wow, start a little meat. That's good. I'll start a little side meat conversation to promote this this podcast. Um, That's great. Uh, do you guys have you announced what the next charity show is going to be, or is that? 
no. We took okay. a break from charity shows this month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for Oops All Bumpers. Um, and I'll give you a little scoop. Uh, we're going to take a break next month, too. And then okay. our next big charity show will be in May for May the 4th. I believe it's May the 2nd will be the show. Oh, my um, gosh. That's yeah. that's great. Yes, I was all, I, My mind immediately went to the, the Doughboys are doing the Doughathon on the 1st. So oh, Is it the 1st? I knew they were doing it, but I didn't know when. It's yeah. going to be it's gonna be a long couple days for, for me. Oh, that's, boy. That's, oh, <laughs> that's boy. the point. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> uh excellent so yeah please tune into that follow patrick on twitter uh go ahead like subscribe for this show and tell you tell your friends etc patrick thank you so much super fun Uh, and uh to all of you at home adieu bye-bye